What's up, Bucketheads? It's Joe with at CBBDFS. We made it. We're here. It's March Madness. This is our bracket pod. And with me, as always, is Bird and... And James, I'm back. Woo! (laughs) Yeah, that voice might sound familiar to you guys. James is joining us because we are doing our bracket pod. He's been a part of every one of these we've ever done. And we don't intend on going into any... DK stuff because they are your employer, correct, James? Uh, yeah, they are my employer, so have to avoid uh, getting into uh, those kind of specifics. But uh, happy to talk about the teams and uh, get excited for the tournament. So, and and Bird, I'm going to let you talk, I promise. But James, uh, how is how's it been? Just kind of watching basketball as a fan again and not writing and talking about it every well, day. Well, I'm I'm the biggest buckethead. <laughs> <laughs> I love reading the content you guys put out. Uh, it's been phenomenal this year and just excited, man. Can't wait. Good deal. Good deal. Bird, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm glad that I don't just have to read the content, that I can actually play lineups too, but I'm also not getting those sweet DK perks that you're getting. Yeah, a lot of nice swag coming your way. All right, guys. Well, hey, this is our, our our bracket show. So like last year and the year before that, we're just going to run through a bracket and fill it out together. We'll talk about the game a little bit when necessary. Whoever kind of intros the game will pick a side, and then another person will pick a side. And then if there's a tie, the tiebreaker will split it. And then by the end of this thing, we should have a Final Four and a national champion. Last year, we were pretty good. Bird, was it Baylor-Gonzaga was our championship game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, we, we did really well. Oh. And we did really well the year before that, so we're due for just a complete turd this year. Hey, hey no, let's be optimistic. Uh, but uh, we encourage everyone to listen, pass this podcast along to your friends who are also filling out a bracket. We're going to try to be concise so we don't bog you down with a word salad for 90 to 120 minutes. Um, we want to move through this quickly, but there are some things that we like in this. Uh, and before we get started, Bert, I'm going to go back to you. What kind of strategy do you normally employ when you're filling out your brackets personally? Yeah, so I think you have to think about how many people are in the pool that you're entering, right? So if you're just in a you know a five or ten person family one, you can probably be pretty chalky. Um, but if you're in a you know a five hundred person one or a you know a one you know one million person one like on ESPN or on DraftKings, you got to do something to differentiate, right? And and that doesn't necessarily mean I'm just going to pick a bunch of crazy upsets in the first round because that's that's probably not going to work. But even just looking at, and if you go out to ESPN.com under, under their tournament challenge page, they have a link that says, who picked whom? And so you can go out there and see, like, so far, of any, every person on ESPN who's entered a bracket, here's who they've picked you know, for their final four. Here's who they've picked for national championships. So right now the Zags, 27.4% of the entries have the Zags winning it. And, and so if I'm in a big pool, I probably don't want to pick the Zags, right? There's there's not a 27% of the time the Zags are not going to win this tournament, right, guys? Yeah, uh, basic game theory, theory stuff. James, what about you? Anything uh, anything you look for when you're building out your brackets? Um, just all guesswork for me. I don't. <laughs> you <go laughs> I wish by, I could. Do you, do you go by colors or mascots? Just just heart. Just <laughs> heart. Who do I love? Who do I love? Heart brackets are the, the most fun. They are the most fun, and I, I've decided to kind of take that approach more this year. I have looked um, at some of the analytics, of course, that are pretty popular with, um, you know, looking at Ken Palm and things like that. Um, and that stuff's fun. It's it's pretty accurate for the most part, but um, we'll cover some of that. But uh, for me, 
It's just who what, who do I want to see? What yeah, kind of games no. do I want to see? Yep. No, I, I love that too. And I will add one more piece of uh, bracket advice. Think about where you're at geographically and if those people that are in your pool. So say you have 50 people, but you're all kind of based in the Midwest. There's going to be a lot of Big Ten fans, a lot of Big Ten brackets coming out of that, which the last couple of years hasn't been all that great. So diversify yourself and know your geography as well, because I know that's something Bird and I being located here in the Midwest, we can guarantee you there'll be multiple brackets with multiple Big Ten teams in the final four. Right, Bird? Yep, that's exactly right. I think you're dead on there. Good call. All right. That's well, enough hey, strategy, though. Let's get into yeah, it. I go. I, let's do it. Let's start in the West region. That's where Gonzaga is. Um, so if you're looking at your brackets at home, we're starting in the West. Gonzaga was the number one overall seed for the second straight year. They start off against Georgia State. I'm going to take Gonzaga. You two can fight me if you really like Georgia State. Um, but what do you guys think? Tag all the way. Yep. Let's move on to the next game. <laughs> that took way too long. I thought maybe you guys were thinking about that one for a second. All right, let's get into this eight and nine game though, because this one there might be some disagreement. This is Boise State at Memphis. Uh, Bird, you covered a lot of Memphis this year and a lot of the whack, so I'm gonna have you kick us off on this one. Yeah, unfortunately, I covered a lot of Memphis this year. They were not a very fun DFS team to write about, but obviously playing a lot better. Um, you get rid of Amani Bates and you turn into a really good basketball team. So. Yeah. So that makes sense. I mean, that's, you know, get, get rid of a five star and you're good to go. Um, I think this is going to be a really close game. I don't think it's going to be the most aesthetically pleasing game. I think it's going to be a complete rock fight between these two teams. Um, I, I would personally lean Boise State just because I think that that Mountain West was really strong this year uh, and, and they played really well. Uh, kind of consistently throughout the season. I think they've got enough, you know, strength and depth down low to match up really well. So my lean would be Boise State, but I think this is a true just coin toss type of game. James, what about you? Yeah, I mean, you worry about the that Memphis athleticism, um, sure. you know, and seeing Durham play and that those guys can really turn it up. Um, but I, I would agree with Bird actually. I mean, Boise State has has been on quite a run here. They only dropped. Uh, three games in, in conference and three of their last 20 some odd games uh, in general. So uh, they're, they're playing at a pretty high level. They played a really slow pace. I think they'll slow it down. I think Memphis has uh, some turnover issues uh, from time to time. And so uh, I'm, I'm going to lean Boise State in this one, too. All right. Uh, that Well, and I don't even need to weigh in, but just for the record, I would have went Boise State, too. Uh, right underneath that, my favorite team of the year was UConn. Um, they got New Mexico State, really, who's no stranger to the tournament these days. Um, it's not the New Mexico State of old, which was very defensive-driven, that played 300 guys, a little tighter rotations, but I don't see any reason why UConn loses this game. Yeah, I think UConn's got the the right pedigree of that kind of elite point guard, uh, a lot of length, a lot of size down low. Um, I, I, Joe, you know, we've talked offline. I worry a little bit about Hurley's coaching ability. Uh, I think he's a, a very passionate guy, which is good, but I, I'm not sure he's the greatest X's and O's coach, but I think they just have too much, uh, too much yeah. size, too much length um, for New Mexico state this year, this versions of New Mexico state. And if you're looking at uh, individual players, uh, Teddy Allen is a name you might recognize. He's old Nebraska uh, player played for Hoiberg there for a couple seasons, one season maybe. Um, but he can really score, and he's uh, got a 30% shot share um, on that team as well. So they, I, I would agree. I don't think New Mexico State's going to hang around, but Teddy Allen's a name that uh, you know you you might see might see a player like him go off. 
Sounds great. Hey, uh, now this one is interesting. I've seen this one as a little bit of an uh, upset picker. Um, Arkansas and Vermont, you know, the Catamounts, 28 and 5 this year. They've won about a billion of their last billion and one, it feels like. Uh, didn't do so great against the top tier comp- competition this year in, in the non conference, but uh, still 28 and 5. And Arkansas, while uh, they made a nice little run last year, they've had some really high highs this year, but they've also had some lows. Uh, I could be swayed on this one. I'll give the lean to Arkansas. Yeah, you, you mentioned the conference, the conference play, and, and who they faced. You know, after they lost to Providence, the best team that they played was what Colgate at 119 in Ken Palm, and lots of 200s, lots of 300s. Now, Vermont, all seniors, right? Uh, yeah. Best uh, number three effective field goal percentage in the nation. Um, they are the best at, a, at a not allowing offensive rebounds. Like they've got, they've got the pieces, right? Ryan Davis is a stud. Shungo is a stud. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Arkansas, Arkansas is pretty good. They're not very consistent, but they're pretty good. I'll, I'll James, wh- wh- what's your lean here? And, and I'll see if I have to do a tiebreaker. Um, you know, I would, that's a tough one. I think I would go, I would go with Vermont probably just because again, I like pick, I would go, you know, go with more of the underdog here maybe, but, um, yeah, I think so. I think Vermont's playing at a really high level and I, I agree with the competition. We haven't really seen maybe uh, what they could do exactly, but, um, Arkansas just scares me a bit. And Musselman's one of those guys where if they get two in the first half, you sit the first half, there's no, uh, two foul participation with that guys. And we've seen Jalen Williams and Note in recent games, pick up those two fouls and sit a half. And if Vermont has a chance to hang around that senior laden team could get interesting. Bert, have we talked ourselves into this? I, I kind of think so. I kind of want to talk about this team. Like we talk about Taylor Coppenrath and TJ Sorrentine back in 2005, <laughs> right? Like remember that Vermont Catamounts team? Yeah, they were electric. Down Arkansas. Let's they do were electric. It. Let's All give right. them a it, shot. It's done. Hey, let's move on to our first playing game. So obviously we don't know who Alabama is going to be playing. You got Rutgers or Notre Dame. Uh, that game's going to happen probably while you're listening to this. So let's. Alabama's super inconsistent. This is one of my Big East loves. Last year's Big East love. Um, they're struggling to to shoot the ball, but they're they're a team that can go on a run. And you know they've beaten Gonzaga this year. They've beaten mm-hmm. uh, uh, Baylor this year. So they're they can win big games, but they can lose games as well. They lost to Vanderbilt in the conference tournament, who's you know niting it. So Rutgers, Notre Dame. I think it could be a tougher game, but I'm going to lean Alabama. James, uh, you're in that ACC land, and you used to cover back in the day um, the Big Ten for us, so you're fam- you have some familiarity with these Rutgers guys. Yeah. What, what's your thoughts there? Rutgers is kind of a scary team, to be honest. They uh, beat four ranked teams in a row right at the end of the season, and uh, they're playing really, really well, and they've got some older guys on that team at this point. They've got a lot of length. Um they uh they're looking pretty good. Notre Dame, on the other hand, they've been kind of up and down, but they've got some players. They got a core group of guys there. They're incredible shooters. I think they're close to forty percent from three as a team. Um, so I I don't even know who's going to win that game. Sure. <laughs> I think that could go either way. And then I think you know either one of those teams could jump up and get Alabama. But I I you know you see a, a team like Alabama with that kind of ceiling and the teams they beat this year and that you know every. All these teams are inconsistent, it feels like, this year. But uh, I, I think I would lean Alabama in that either, either one of those matchups. 
Yep. Let's, let's go ahead. Um, so that's that's two already. So we'll we'll put Alabama in, and maybe move over to Texas Tech and Montana State, and we can probably keep this one pretty quick, right, Joe and and James. Uh, Montana State's got a uh, Raekwon Battle, a guy we you know we we did some Raekwon gifts back in the day uh, when he played for Washington, <laughs> but I just don't think they've got enough you know firepower. I don't think they can score 50 points against Tech's defense. So uh, you know, to me. And, and maybe I'm a Big 12 homer, you know, but I, I think Tech is is a solid bet here. No, I agree. Tech it is. Yep. All right, let's drop down again. Uh, Davidson, uh, you know, they took that loss to Richmond, kind of stunned a little of their momentum playing against Michigan State, who was really good this year, really bad this year. And then are they good again, James? What do you think about Davidson, Michigan State? Uh, you know, for this one, I Michigan State is not the same Michigan State team that we've seen in the past, right? They don't have that guy on the team uh, that really drives them. And uh, and they've struggled, I think, with identity. They've just really struggled all season long. And um, and I'm not sure they've ever figured that out. Uh, they do have some talent. They do have some pieces. But uh, Davidson, who's got, uh, you know, Foster Lawyer, who's, uh, you know, a name that uh, Michigan State fans will remember. He played for them for three seasons. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, they've got Lee, uh, you know, Brakovich. So they've got – there's some there's some dudes on that team and they're 11th ranked offense um, and efficiency in the nation. Uh, they can play. So I I think Davidson's a team that is legit good. Um, and I think they're going to win that game. James, uh, I, I don't know how p- closely you've been following us during the conference tournaments, but we're not allowed to mention Lee's name for uh, we got a, like a one month ban on him. Kind of like we had <laughs> with Zach Fremantle earlier in the year because of prize picks. So, oh, yeah, yeah that's fair. Uh, hey, so, James, do you think, you know, so, so Tyson Walker, I think, is questionable, right? Yeah. Do, do you think if he doesn't play, does that make Michigan State a, a better team? Because they have, they're not kind of going back and forth. I know Walker's hit some big shots and things like that. But if Hogarth's just running the show and, and hits, he's shown, he's flashed a lot of upside. Does that help them any? Or, you know, has it been, since it's been so long, all year long with a rotation at point guard that maybe it did, it's, that's not yeah. a good thing. I mean, it's possible they could click into place and, you know, have some consistency there at the the point guard spot. Hogard uh, does have close to a 47 percent assist rate, which is insane. That's number one in the nation. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's somebody that I would look at, a, a, you know, from individual standpoint. But, uh, you know, is that going to make them a better team or not? I, I don't know. I think to me, it just feels like they have a lot of issues with uh, kind of figuring out who that alpha score is going to be. Well, that, that, I would lean Davidson then. I think that was my one kind of question on Michigan State is if that would make a difference or not. I just they have not found an identity kind of all season long. Um, I think Davidson has got a lot of weapons. They've got a lot of different pieces, and, and so I'd, I would probably lean Davidson, Joe. You know, I'll, I'll take Davidson in the experience as well. Again, Michigan State's been too. Uh, Jacqueline Hyde all year so let's put Davidson through and then uh, James you live the closest to Durham so what do you think is there any reason not to take Duke over Fullerton uh, no. besides the fact that we don't care for Duke <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah I mean we could to be contrarian I guess we could but uh, take Fullerton but no I, I Duke, Duke should easily win that game all right, we're going to move back up to the top of the bracket now. Uh, Mark Few against one of his coaching tree disciples at Boise State uh, in a one versus eight contest. I still don't see Gonzaga losing. Anybody want to argue Boise State? No, not at this point. I think we're yeah. let's move the Zags on. Yep. You, UConn in Vermont. Does the magic continue for the Catamounts? Now, UConn, uh, again, 
I, I love them, uh, but they they can play poorly at times. They, Sonogo gets into foul trouble. They lack a real interior presence behind him. Uh, they have shooters, but they're not the book night shooters from last year. You know, they're not guys who are just going to take your take your guts out. And RJ Cole can only do so much. And I, I think a veteran uh, backcourt like Vermont could give him trouble. That said, I'm on the UConn side of this. Bird, what about you? Catamounts. Oh, <laughs> James, be our type. Oh, buddy. I'm, I'm no. good either way. I don't know, man. I'm, I, I think I have to go with UConn. I've, I saw Joe at the game and just being a huge fan, it just makes makes me want to kind of get behind him too. I like it. We're putting them through before you guys can re- rethink it. Uh, Alabama, Texas Tech, Bird, uh, I think uh, when you're an inconsistent team, one of the draws you don't want is Texas Tech. That's exactly right. This is a horrible draw <laughs> mm-hmm. for Alabama. You know, they're they're, they're going to force threes and, and, and just make mistakes, and, and Texas Tech should be able to capitalize on that. Tech's playing as good as anybody in the country, really, right now. So I, I would I would lean Tech for sure. James? Yeah, Tech here, too. Yeah, I agree too. It, it pains me, but that Alabama team just didn't let me get behind them this year. They they were just too inconsistent. And Texas Tech is a three and zero sweep, and they're on to the what is that Elite Eight? All right, Davidson versus Duke. James, back to you. Uh, you know Duke's defense has been terrible uh, last few games, especially. That is something they will have to tighten up. Uh, Davidson's a team that could really execute on the offensive end and uh, and can really shoot. I think they could give Duke a lot of a lot of problems. I think there's simply too much talent on the Blue Devil team, though, so I, I would tend to lean them, unfortunately, but I would love for you guys to pick the upset there. Bert? I, I feel exactly the same way. You couldn't have said it better. I, I think they just have too much talent. Um, I think it will be a close game, closer than, than Coach K would, would prefer, um, but his his storybook, can his, he can go one more chapter maybe in, in his Duke <laughs> career. Well, if uh, Rick Fra- Rick Flair's retirement match, I think, was in Greenville, South Carolina, and then we'll give Coach K one more. So I won't retire him here either. Duke will put through. Okay. All right, Gonzaga, UConn. I, I think the run ends run ends here for my Hokies. I think Gonzaga moves on for your Huskies. Uh, uh, yes, Hokies. We'll get to them oh, later. It's preview, preview. <laughs> teaser. We're gonna see them live too. Um, Thoughts on uh, Gonzaga UConn? I, I think Gonzaga's too good. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think mm-hmm. too good. All right, they go through Texas Tech and Duke. When Coach K loses this game, will he go to the Texas Tech <laughs> locker room and congratulate the other two? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Tech. James. I like tech too. I, I think the defensively, they're just going to, they're going to be too much. Um, I think they'll be able to stay in it. And like I said, Duke's just not a great defensive team right now. And so I think they'll be able to score on them. And um, I think coach K will ride off into the sunset. There you go. I like it. Uh, right. So that go ahead, bird. No. So do we, I mean, inter- inter- so we got Gonzaga, Texas tech. Winner yeah. gets a bur- trip to the final four. 
these two teams actually played each other earlier in the year uh, with Gonzaga getting the advantage there uh, in a tight game. Te- they played at Tech's pace. I think it was 69 to 55 Gonzaga won. So it doesn't seem as tight as it was. But anytime you're holding Gonzaga under 70, you're doing something right. I contend that Texas is a way better team now than they were back then. And I'd Bert, I think you would agree. I'll let you start us off because uh, I, 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 I'll let James be the tiebreaker. So you go, then I'll go, then James go. I'm going to put the Zags in for the final four with the caveat that I don't want them going any farther. <laughs> because you want a chance at winning the bracket, right? Right. That makes sense. Well, I'll make it easy for you because I'm going to go Texas Tech. Um, I think that uh, I just think that they're a good defensive team. Uh, I look at that first game where they kept Gonzaga under 70. You know that even though it was at a neutral site, that's still pretty good. But this is the number one defensive efficiency in the nation. They're not. Uh, incoherent on offense. Their offensive efficiency is 65th. You have veteran players. You have skilled players. Um, I th- I'm going to go Texas Tech. So, James, you you break that tie. Hey, James, before you jump in, the only other thing I want to mention in that game is Terrence Shannon didn't play, so you guys can probably see my Terrence Shannon boner again because I talk about it every time. <laughs> but talk about it. You know, a, a guy who, who can play the 3-4, has length, can score the basketball, didn't play in that game like that. That's a nice piece to have against a long yeah. uh, Zags team, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, and I think that's a bonus on the on the offensive side, especially right because they already had the number one defense in the country, Texas Tech, and uh, you know so they you know do they have the firepower to kind of match up with the the Zags? And so I think Shannon can help out with that uh, tremendously. All right, let's go Texas Tech. Why not? I like it. Oh, all right. Red Raiders are in. All right, let's uh, move down now. We're going to go down to the East bracket. So Baylor is the number one seed here. Whoever comes out of this will get Texas Tech in the final four. Baylor, Norfolk State. I think Baylor moves on pretty easily. Anyone want to say otherwise? No, I can't wait to hear you guys' thoughts on UNC Marquette, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, well, Marquette was a year early. They shouldn't be here, right? And North Carolina probably shouldn't be an eight seed, right? Because they they had some struggles this year. I, I think you have the the team that needs to play better and the team that has played better all year that is starting to maybe plateau or level out. Interesting game. I know that Baycott should just smash. There, there's. I mean, Justin Lewis is a nice player, but he's six seven. You know, he's not going to check him. Kirk, you're going to guard him with Kirk 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 Karoth. I can never say his name. Give me North Carolina. Well, I think North Carolina, uh, they're a, a confusing team because they've looked really, really good at times this year and uh, really got the offense clicking. And there's been other times where they've, you know, just haven't showed up. So it, they're a really tough team to try to figure out. Uh, I think people are going to remember the Duke win, obviously, um, against Coach K there at Cameron. Uh, but they got that nice win over Virginia, uh, convincing 20-point win in the ACT tournament, and then uh, eventually lost to a, a really hot Virginia Tech team. Um you know, I'm, I'm going to go North Carolina. I don't maybe just being close to them, but I I don't know. I've seen Marquette this year a couple times, but uh, and they're good. Um, but I, I think in that you know high fast paced game, a lot of possessions in that game, probably um, I think that's going to be advantage Carolina. Unfortunately, this won't be the Dawson Garcia game because he didn't make the the full season with <laughs> the Tar Heels after playing at Marquette for a year. He might be sitting back on the other bench. 
Well, Bird, uh, we're already moving on past that one, so we're, I'm not even going to let you contribute, all right? No, I think that's fair. St. Mary's has a play-in winner of Wyoming, Indiana, which tips, I don't know, later on tonight, right? Yes. Yeah, a couple hours. So, you know, we're familiar with the Zags, and anyone who's familiar with the Zags is familiar with St. Mary's as their, you know, kid brother who who's really good but not special in any ways. Wyoming is fun. We talked about the whack earlier, and Indiana has a special player in Trace Jackson Davis and that new guard, James, what's his name? It's Xavier Johnson? Yeah, he's a Pittsburgh transfer. He was at Pitt for a couple of years. Oh, that's and, right. Uh, that's right. Yep. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I got no feel on this one, so I'm going to go last. James, you can pick this one. St. Mary's or the play-in? Uh, gosh. Um, this is, <laughs> it probably depends on who wins that Indiana game, unfortunately. But I, I sort of like Indiana in that Wyoming game. Um, and the reason why is because they're, they're a really good defensive team. They were the best defensive team in the Big Ten this year. Um, Trace Jackson Davis, Race Thompson, um, you know, really solid front court. And then Xavier Johnson uh, is a incredible two-way player that's really settled into his role in that team towards the end of the season. Um, it's been really great lately. So I, I kind of, I think they're kind of hitting their stride a little bit on that team. And um, I, I think, I don't know, I kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Wyoming? that IU Wyoming winner. All right. I like it. Bird. Yeah. It, so everybody remembers that St. Mary's beat the Zags, right? Like, oh my gosh, they're the best. This, right. this conference is amazing. Well, they also lost, you know, to Wisconsin on a neutral site. They lost to Colorado State. They lost to San Diego State on a neutral site. Uh, they lost to BYU, who I'm pretty sure is not playing in the tournament this year, right? They lost to Santa yeah. Clara. Um, yes, they beat the Zags, and so they they might have some upside, but it's not like this is the greatest team on earth, right? Like that the, they're. They're, they're, they're fine. I, I think James is right. I, I think I'd rather see maybe Indiana come through if we're hoping for an upset there. And and so I I do like the idea of these play-in, at least picking one of the play-in teams. And we didn't pick Rutgers and Notre Dame. So I right. like to, to carry that momentum on. And, and so I think this is a good spot to maybe look for an upset. Sounds good. Uh, I would have been on the same line with you guys there. So let's move down to UCLA and Akron. UCLA obviously was a playing team last year, uh, made it all the way to the final four. I got UCLA here. Uh, Akron is in really good form, winners of eight in a row. But this is a team that, you know, at one point was nine and six in the MAC. So give me UCLA. I think I, I think uh, Cronin's a good coach. He, he knows how to win in the tournament. Uh, so the Bruins for me. Bird, what about you? Well, no, let's go to James. I would like to hear him talk about John Gross a little bit. <laughs> How much he misses I, John Gross, how much better coach I, no. Gross was. Oh, the Illinois connection. No, 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 no. Bruins all the way. It's smash. Smash town. Bird, what about you? Well, mine doesn't matter, but James, do you remember when we went and watched that Ohio crowd that John mm -hmm. Gross was coaching at before he went to Illinois? Yeah. That yeah. was the hottest crowd of like 500 people in, uh, out of like 20,000 in the stadium. Those 500 people were having more fun than maybe anybody I've ever seen at a basketball game. Yeah, we stayed in the same hotel. The marching band went through the lobby. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Anyways, UCLA is going to win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after we got three for UCLA and Cronin, uh, let's move down to Texas and Virginia Tech. Um, Bird, I'm going to give you my two cents because I did watch that ACC tourney very closely. The one thing that concerns me about Virginia Tech, and we'll see this game live, so I'm looking forward to that. I worry about that momentum kind of 
fading in this four day layoff and a team like Texas, who was early, early kicked out of the big 12 tournament regrouping. What do you think here? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that we thought Chris Beard was the greatest coach on the planet and and especially in tournaments, right? Like he's, his pedigree is as good as anybody else. Now he has not figured it, it was a struggle all year for Texas. So I don't think they've ever found the right rotations, but they have good players. They have talent. I think most people are probably going to pick Virginia Tech. And I just I don't want to discount Chris Beard, even though he's done nothing to inspire me this season. I just think when it comes to tournament time, a, a guy who's been proven knows how to win in this situation. Um, I think it's going to be a fascinating game. I'm so I'm really excited. It might not be the most exciting. Like it, It's going to be a super close game, and I'm glad we're going to be there. I'm going to give a slight lean to Texas just because I don't think as many people are going to pick them. James. Yeah, I, I think I would probably lean that way too uh, for the same reason. I think uh, the other thing I would say is that uh, I, I'll probably be kind of rooting for Virginia tech because I like yep. the team and I like watching them play. Same. Um, but the ACC really bad this year. They definitely, you know, behind the PAC 12 are probably, you know, the worst conference of the power five, but um you know, Texas, uh, you know, the record doesn't look great and it feels like they're sort of limping into the tournament. But uh, Big 12 is best conference in the country, I think, by a pretty good margin, in my opinion. Um, so I, I think when you get those two teams together, I think Texas is going to be able to out execute them in the end. But it should be a close game. But I'm going to go Texas. I agree. I'll be rooting for Virginia Tech, but I, I think Texas gets the edge here. And as far as Beard, he's got. He'll be fine. I just think they got too, they fell too in love with that transfer portal in the offseason. As soon as that slows down and he can put his footprint on the team, they're going to be pretty, pretty good. Yep. Uh, Purdue, Yale. Uh, Yale upset Princeton in the Ivy final. Purdue, you know, obviously is awesome. We know what they can do. I'm going Purdue. I don't think there's any debate there, is there? No, I'd like to move on to that Murray State, San Francisco. I think Purdue yeah. wins, and then we'll have an interesting match uh, matchup for them next. But would love to hear, you know, maybe James, if you want to get started on that Murray State San Francisco game. Uh, Murray State uh, has some elite players. I mean, KJ Williams is a is a baller. Yeah, Murray State's really really good. I think that's, you know, I don't, you know, they're they're starting to get a little publicity now. I think coming into the tournament, but yeah, Tevin Brown, KJ Williams, those guys are great players. You know, they're they're easily great players on Power Five teams. Um, and uh, you know, KJ Williams, six ten, he's got a lot of size. A lot of skill at that position. There was just nobody uh, that could touch him in the Ohio Valley this year. Um, they lost to Auburn uh, pretty good back in December, late December. Didn't lose another game after that. Um, so I know uh, San Francisco, a lot of people like the Dons um, this year in the tournament, and I think are picking that as an upset. But I, to me, Murray State is a team that can really, you know, they could win two or three games in the tournament. Um, so I, I'm going to go with them. Uh, so... I see the 30 and two and I've caught a couple of Murray state games. I agree with everything you said, James, but I've seen more of San Francisco. I, I like their, I like their grit. I think they're, they're big and they're tough. You know, uh, Maslowski's a force down low and then you got Shabazz who can really score on the wing. And they got a couple of nice, uh, other rotational wings that come in and do a lot of good things. And I think the WCC was an extreme, a far superior 
I can't even really call them a mid-major conference. They were far superior, you know, it, just pulling up Ken Palm real quick, ninth in conference rating where the Ohio Valley was 23rd. You know, there's 32 conference as conferences as a whole. I don't know if Murray State has been tested in a long, long time, and something like that could be a detriment. I, I do know the talent is there. I think San Francisco is a little more battle-tested and uh, played a little tougher schedule all season long, so I got the Dons. Yeah, I wish we knew the status of Masalowski's or Masalowski because you know he so he missed some games towards the end there. I don't know, Joe. Have you seen? Is he is he playing for sure? Well, the the thought was he could have if if they didn't if they weren't confident that they were in the tournament, he would have played against Gonzaga. Okay. So that was the narrative going into that game on March 7th. Now they don't play for another 10 days. I assume Mazeloski's good to go. Okay, that's huge. That That's big then. Um, yeah, let's let's give the Dons a shot. I like it. Murray State fans, uh, you know, we can get behind them and go see them when they join the Valley and they play at Illinois State. Yes. Um, but for now, I... I, I Sorry, James. You, I know you're 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 joining us as a guest, but today th- for this one, get out of here, guest. Um, All right, <laughs> fine. The, the Don's it is. Todd Golden's a hell of a coach too. Let's. I mean, that that's a big factor as well. You know, Golden is a, is a heck of a coach for San Francisco. Yeah, I don't know sure. if he'll be there next year, <laughs> just yeah. because he could get snapped up real quick. Yeah. Uh, let's move. Well, actually, we don't. Do we need to move on to Kentucky no. and the Peacocks? No. <laughs> All right, so Kentucky moves on against St. Peter's. We're going back to the top, North Carolina, Baylor. James, pitch me on North Carolina because I want to click the button. Gosh, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. You know, I think with a, a lot of these teams we saw last year, you know, it was the teams that really had um, really good defenses that, that tended to kind of, you know, make a lot of noise in the tournament. Um, you know, North Carolina's definitely got – uh, when they're hot, you know, they got guys shooting, uh, making shots. They can beat anybody for sure. But uh, I don't know. Baylor just feels like uh, they're going to lock them up. And in North Carolina, when they face some uh, better defenses this year, they just they haven't looked good at all. Um, so I, I, I would tend to lead Baylor here. Yeah. Bert, the Baylor team that held Villanova to 36 points back in <laughs> December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, right. I think I, I know obviously JTT has gone for Baylor, which, which really sucks. Um, but I, I just think, you know, somehow Scott drew turned out to be a hell of a coach for one. And, and two, that defense is really, really scary. Um, I just, I just don't see how Caleb love and that group keeps, you know, I think they're going to have turnover issues. Uh, obviously Baycott's going to get his, but I would lean Baylor as well. All right. We'll put Baylor through. I was hoping for more of a fight, but I guess we'll give it to him next game. Wyoming or Indiana against UCLA. Again, I mentioned it before. I think Cronin has a knack for winning in the tournament. They did some amazing things as underdogs uh, last season, even though they'll be favored in this one. This UCLA team, I think it's a done here. Yeah, Hamehak has juniors playing unbelievable right now. If Juzang starts hitting shots, that, that's that's a pretty scary team. Jules Bernard plays Really well, makes good decisions. They've got you know a multitude of, of bigs down low. I I, I kind of like UCLA. I, I didn't think I would have said that a month ago, um, but they are playing really good basketball right now. Okay, that's two. James, any thoughts on that game before we move to Purdue, Texas, or do you want to start us off there? Um, let's get into that Purdue, Texas. I, I agree with you on the UCLA. I'm I'm kind of a 
kind of behind them this year a little bit too. So I, I, I like them to win that game. Um, so where are we at here? So we got Purdue and Texas. Yep. I, you know, <laughs> as a tough one. So the thing about Purdue, right? They, they've, they've gotten a lot of pub this year. They think they came in with super high expectations. They've obviously got the two big guys, Williams and Edie and uh, Ivy, who's uh, incredible, just electric to watch. Um, it, that, that team's ranked number 100 uh, in Ken Palm and adjusted uh, defensive efficiency. And that's just how many games are you going to be able to win in the tournament with that? Right. Eventually somebody's going to bottle you up um, and, and score more than you. Right. And I, I just I have a tough time really pushing Purdue very far in this. Um, I, I'm going to go with Texas just to keep it short here, but I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. I, I like it. Bird, I'm going to go to you just because you're a Big 12 guy and you might – I want to hear your thoughts. I, I – yeah, I just wish – I wish uh, – I love Purdue on paper, but they just have not clicked. There's just something – not that Texas has either, I guess. Um, this, this game is really, really tough. Um, uh, Joe, what, I, I, I'm going to throw it over to you. I don't really have a strong feel either way. I'd like to hear what your thoughts are. Well, that's why I had you start. <laughs> no, uh, you know what? Um, you know, if Beard gets a win in, in against Virginia Tech, that's that's going to be probably with a tight rotation and the team that plays well. I, I think that he has the ability as a coach to capitalize on momentum and get things going. We saw a highly touted Purdue team fizzle out last year in the tournament. We actually gave him a win in the first round in this one. Um, I lean Texas, but I can be bought if if uh, if you got a Purdue nugget for me. I don't. That's the problem. I don't have a. I, I mean, I think it's been kind of Jaden Ivy dribble show and, and maybe just too much one on one. And and yeah, let's let's do Chris Beard just cements his status as one of the best coaches in college basketball. All right, we're done. San Francisco and Kentucky. Going down here uh, in back into uh, the second <clears throat> second day of the opening weekend. I don't think the Don's magic continues uh, as good as Mazalaski is. And assuming he's back, uh, I don't think uh, anyone stops Sheboy anytime soon. Yeah, I, I would almost be in favor of putting Kentucky uh, on to two rounds here, having them beat the Don's and uh, and beating Texas right afterwards. I'm good with that. Are you, James? Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right, so we go up to UCLA Baylor to see who's going to play Kentucky in the Elite Eight. Um, I I'll start this one just because I, I'm not a James Akinjo guy, and I followed him Uh-oh. from his days at Georgetown. I, I I saw what he did at Arizona. He he isn't that that uh, I'm going to put this team on my back lead guard and win games. He's a phenomenal player and he's had phenomenal games, but I don't, I I don't like James Akinjo in a tournament setting, especially if the team has to, to rely on him. You look at Flagler and Mayer, they've been inconsistent at times this year. Uh, JTT is no longer there in the paint. So uh, I'm going to go with the veteran UCLA team uh, and, uh, Jaime Hawkins, Jules Bernard, and that group uh, getting it done here, especially with a senior like Tiger uh, Tiger Campbell checking Akinjo the whole time. So that's my take. Bird, I'll flip this over to you because this is 
Pac-12 and Big 12, yeah. your space. Well, you mean you don't like Akinjo's 44% effective field goal percentage this year, or that 21% turnover rate that he's rolling out this year? <laughs> he got third yeah. team All-American. I know. Uh, I know. Well, that, and that's what people see. Oh my God. He, I, I liked Akinjo, and he, he has really struggled this year. Uh, he has just been a complete brick show. Um, I. I'm going to go with you here. I, I think UCLA is playing really well. Um, I think they'll use that experience from last year. I think they're, um, I think they've got the right pieces and they're kind of clicking at the right time. I, I feel pretty good about UCLA right here. All right, James, you, you're the last chance to speak up for Baylor. Uh, I don't think so. I, you know, actually both of those teams statistically, at least, um, you know, if you look at the Ken Palm top 25 and, uh, you know, offensive efficiency, top 20 in defensive efficiency. Um, yeah, I think everybody except for the UConn team with Kimba, Kimba Walker in the last 19 years or something like that is, you know, falling in that category. And uh, Baylor, uh, UCLA both actually fall into that category yeah. um, as a team, you know, either one that could win the whole thing. Um, I, I like UCLA in that one, though. I think um, just the, the length uh, overall that UCLA has on defense, um, I think, you know, they're maybe not quite as good as Baylor defensively, but they're right there. If, if not, um, and I think they're going to end up having a little bit more offensive, uh, punch there. So I, I, I like them to, to move on. Sounds good. And just outside of that, uh, you know, we talked about the Ken Palm offensive and defensive efficiency. If you're in the top 25 on both, uh, Kentucky's 27th in defensive efficiency. So they're just outside of that scope. Um, and they play UCLA for a chance to go to the final four. Bird, I'm going to ask you this question because it's going to go with my pick. I don't know how UCLA can stop Oscar. Uh, yeah, well, they've got 10 fouls between um, between Riley and, and, and Johnson to do it. Um, but I think you're right. You know, so we, we just talked about some of Kentucky's Ken Palm stats, but that was with Severe Wheeler missing a lot of games. That was with Ty Ty missing a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're back and they're healthy. And, and that's a team that has a ton of upside now. There might not be the most consistent team on earth, um, but Calipari team seems to find a way at this time of year to get them peaking. And, and I just think they have a significant amount of talent on that team with Shibway leading the way. Yeah. James, two for Kentucky. Does UCLA's run run end here? I, I think so. Yeah, I, I like Kentucky I, for all of the reasons you guys said. I, I'm good with moving them on. Awesome. Let's go up to the top right corner of your bracket to the south. Arizona, they're going to beat the play-in winner between Wright State and Bryant. Next game is Seton Hall, TCU. Um, I'm a Big East guy. The Seton Hall team hasn't been very fun. Um, they're kind of a pain to watch, especially if Roden's having an off night. So I like TCU. Anybody else got any other thoughts on that one? I want to hear Bird just talk about this TCU team. They're not bad. How about that? <laughs> They're not bad. So Mike Miles has been kind of off and on, right? He, he he's, but I think he is a talented player. I think he's really good. Damien Ball has played way better than I expected he would play this year. Um, uh, <laughs> our boy down low, uh, Eddie Lampkin and his and his value meal that he's got. Yeah, uh, chicken meal. This is his chicken meal that he has. He's he's been really good. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen Emmanuel Miller play, but I mean, he's kind of like their kind of their undersized four, super athletic and get up and down the court. I think they've got some good pieces here and I think they've shown more upside than Seton Hall has this year. 
Um, so I think I would take them over Pink Shoes and, and Seton Hall to win. Yeah, brutal game, but I, I'm going TCU. You good with that, James? Let's do it. All right, Houston, UAB. Uh, Houston, always a, a good tournament team. They're in the top 25 in defense and offensive efficiency. Only a five seed, though. Um, struggled against Memphis, took two losses to them. But really, SMU, Alabama, Wisconsin are the other four losses, th- make up the total five losses. Bird, uh, you followed Houston probably closest of all of us. Any Anything on them that we need to be cognizant of? It's pretty remarkable what they've done without Sasser and Mark. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's incredible. I, I I put in, I think I had them at 80 to one or 60 to one to win the championship. And I felt great. And then Sasser got hurt. Mark got hurt. And I was like, oh crap. And there's still a five seed probably should have been a four seed. Yeah. Um, I think, I think Taze Moore is who they're going to put on Jelly Walker and his length mm-hmm. could really give him some fits. So I think that's going to be kind of the, the matchup to watch uh, in that game. We know Samson's going to have them playing great defense. They're going to be fundamentally sound that kind of no middle defense. I think this is going to be a fascinating game. Uh, James, as an Illinois fan who hopefully beats Chattanooga and would play them next, who would you rather face? Uh, <laughs> neither one. Cause if Houston, if Houston loses that game to UAB and jelly Walker gets off and UAB is shooting the lights out. Uh, I'm not sure I want to play that team. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah. You know, Houston's an awful matchup for Illinois. Um, I, this Houston team just feels – I haven't really watched a whole lot of them. This year, I kind of was uh, like everyone else. Once they had the couple key injuries there, I sort of wrote them off. Uh, then I looked at them at the end of the year, and it's like, holy crap, they're still a top-10 team uh, you know, statistically. And so uh, I don't know. You know, they're one versus four, quad one wins. Uh, just haven't really played that same type of schedule that a lot of these other elite teams have. So uh, there's still just a lot of question marks, I think, there. But – um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to ride Houston on this one. I like Houston too. Yeah. I think somebody said technically on a neutral site playing UAB would be considered a quad one win or quad one game. And so, right, James, they haven't had a lot of success against those, but I think this is a matchup. I think UAB falls in more of line of a, of a mid major than, than a power five team. And I think they just got too much, too much discipline, uh, too much power down low. Yeah. Yep. Sounds good. All right, James. Talk about these Illini and the best 13 seed in the history of 13 seeds, right? <laughs> yeah, of course, right? Um, you know, Chattanooga, if you haven't gone back and watched um, their conference tournament game. Um, no one has. <laughs> it, it, it's, uh, it's worth watching, actually, on how that game finished. Um, Chattanooga's got some interesting players. They've got uh, D'Souza right from Kansas. Um, down low, they've got a, a kid, Malachi Smith, uh, who's actually from Belleville, Illinois, played with DJ Liddell in high school. They won a championship. Um, and they got this Baptiste kid that's a shooter. He's the guy that hit the game winner uh, in, the, in the conference tournament. But they're, they're a good team. I, don't, I, I totally get why people are picking the upset here, um, especially what happened to Illinois last year. Um, and Illinois hasn't looked great. To be honest, they've had stretches even in the same game, you know, where they've looked great and then they've gone on long scoring droughts, um, obviously had the disappointing loss to Indiana there in the tournament. But uh, I, I think Illinois, I'm just as a homer, I'm going to say this and you guys feel free to disagree. But I, Illinois is a team right now. I don't think that we've seen their best play this year yet. Uh, that's not to say we will. Uh, but I think that you've got guys like Hawkins, uh, Curbelo, who's been you know really dealing with injuries all year. Um, 
they're they're starting to kind of click now. They're starting to kind of come into their own. It gives this team a different look. You know, before they were just kind of Kofi and shooting threes. Um, Carbello is a guy that can get into the paint. Um, and Hawkins is, is somebody that can, you know, scrappy. He can get on the offensive boards. Um, so I, I think they've, you know, if we see them play what, you know, to how they can play, uh, I think it's a team that can make a run. Um, but I, I think they're going to be too prepared here for Chattanooga, and I, I'm going to I'm going to go with Illinois. I, I'm I'm on board with that too. I don't think we've seen Illinois at their best. Carbello in spurts has started looking like what we thought we were going to get out of him this year. So I think now is the time for him to make that click, and I'll take Underwood in this one. Bird. Yep. I think it'll be a close game. I think we'll see James funneling beers about 530, you know, <laughs> watching this tight good, game. Good but I chance. think Illinois, I think Kofi's too much. All right. Let's drop down to Colorado State, Michigan. This is uh, a, another popular upset, especially around our parts, Bird, because the 11-seeded Big Ten team versus the winners of the WAC Conference. What's your initial thoughts here? Is Juwan Howard coaching this game? He is. He's back, yes. <laughs> He's back. Colorado State. <laughs> Uh, I actually like Colorado State a lot this year. Um, David Roddy's a heck of a player, big, strong kid. Um, he won't be. This team won't be intimidated by Michigan. Uh, they play pretty good defense, and they have a lot of options. Uh, so I, I like Colorado State here too. Besides, this Michigan team is, is just has consistently disappointed every chance they've gotten this year. So mm-hmm. I don't see why it'd be different now. Yeah, only, only thing to be concerned about with Colorado State is they do give up a ton of threes. Um, they're actually top thirty and. How many points opponents get off them in, in, from three-point land, and, and how many attempts that uh, teams get up against them, and so that that is the only thing that kind of worries me. Brooks, uh, Houston are a couple guys that can get hot, um, so that that's something that could keep Michigan um, and move them on. But I, I'm going to go with Colorado State just out of pure hatred for Michigan. Sounds good. Tennessee Longwood, uh, I, as the Tennessee played some excellent basketball in route to an SEC title. Um, I don't think Longwood's going to sneak up and bite them, but this Tennessee team, we know Rick Barnes is, doesn't have a great tournament resume, so uh, I'm not going to be pumped about having Tennessee going too far, but I don't think there's any stress with the Longwood game. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Sister Jean, Loyola Chicago oh, and Ohio State. <laughs> now, this is another trendy one. People see Loyola Chicago now and automatically write them in sometimes for two. Um, but I, I think EJ Liddell's too good of a player. Um, I, you know, I tend to say this against whoever's Loyola Chicago is playing. Um, but, uh, I don't know. Uh, James, what's your thoughts on Ohio State coming into the tournament? Uh, you know, I, I'll be perfectly honest. I haven't watched a ton of Loyola uh, this year, probably just out of principle. But um, I, I have watched some uh, Ohio State. The key for them is going to be key, uh, Zed Key in particular at center, and uh, Kyle Young, making sure you. those guys are are healthy and playing. Um, if they're not, I think that's trouble for them. Um, but EJ Liddell, of course, is probably somehow underrated a little bit. Um, but he's a fantastic player. And then the freshman, uh, Malachi Branham, who uh, you guys have heard me talk about, but he he's sensational in the games that I've watched. Uh, big guard, uh, scored all three levels, um, and uh, he, he could be a real difference maker in this game. Um, gosh, I don't know. You know, I almost I feel like a lot of people are taking Loyola Chicago, so it almost makes me want to take Ohio State. Um, <laughs> it, that, might going, be, that might I'm be the to. differentiator. Bird, Bird, what are your thoughts? Yep. The quicker we can get Sister Jean and Coach K off my television and <laughs> onto the other games, the better. Let's go Ohio State. I think they're the same age. 
Villanova is not going to get tested by the Blue Hens, so I'm moving the Wildcats on. Are you good with that? Yes. Arizona, probably too much for TCU. Arizona is probably too much for a lot of teams, but definitely TCU. So I got Arizona winning. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, let's talk. We we went on a pretty good length at pretty good length about Houston and Illinois when the two teams square off. I know Kofi can take a game like this over. I'm going to lean Illinois because I just think they're uh, they're they're going to be closer to the team that started the year than Houston is, and that team was set for big things. I yeah, Houston. The only thing that does scare about that they are they're just really really good defensively, and that is something that. Um, you know, if Illinois does get down and the, you know, can they come back against a team like Houston? That's the part that kind of scares me a little bit about them. Um, that being said, if Illinois does get past that first game, um, I, I think they're, the weight's going to be a little bit off their shoulder. They're going to be against a team that's a, a good team and, and people know that, uh, might even be an underdog in that game. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm let's just go Illinois. Let's go. <laughs> Bert. Yeah, I, I love it. I think let's go Illinois. I know Houston is going to have is one of the better interior defenses in the nation, um, but I think Kofi's just a different kind of beast, and I think they'll it'll it'll open up three point opportunities as well. Uh, I love Trent Frazier. I, I really I would love to see him have a nice run to end his career. I like it. Uh, Colorado State Tennessee. I could go either way on this one, Bird. I'm going to go back to you. Since Barnes is well. Barnes is one eleven and one against the spread in the tournament this year, which I know spread doesn't matter on wins or losses, but he doesn't have a great track record, right? Right. Um, but but they have, you know, they've looked really good when they've kind of used that three guard approach. They got a million post guys that they can bring in. I think they good. I think they've got too much. I think they have too many different weapons. Vescovy's playing pretty well right now. I'm going to lean Tennessee but I don't feel overly passionate about it. Uh, James. Um, I'm going to go Colorado state <laughs> just to give Joe this tiebreaker that he's dying to talk about. So I'm well, turn it over to you, Joe. No, I, I, I think the reason why I wanted bird to spit it out is because I didn't want to spit it out either. I don't like it at all, but I'm going to take Tennessee another game where I'll probably be rooting for Colorado state. Um, I, I just think there's, there's too many, too much talent on that Tennessee team and they, they can, the talent even, you know, people like Zakai Ziegler, you know, could come up making big shots for, for this team that it'll overcome what Rick Barnes is doing. So give me Tennessee, um, going down to Ohio state Villanova. I like the wildcats again. I think, I think they're, they're playing well. Uh, I assume Eric Dixon's going to be a little more involved after his limited run in the big East tournament, which they still won. I think this, uh, senior laden all except for more really, uh, t- Villanova team is, should be cruising past in this one. Yeah, I, I like Nova as well. Yeah, I do too. Uh, Ohio State hasn't didn't really end the year on an inspiring note. They they did get wins over Duke and Seton Hall earlier in the season, um, but feels like that's a different team. I, I don't I don't know, but I, I'm I'm good with Villanova here. Okay, uh, one, two, three, and four here, guys. So a little chalky, but that's okay. Uh, it made sense. Uh, Arizona, Illinois. 
I think the run stops here for Illinois. I think Arizona is just for real. Um, I, I think uh, Arizona could put on a show in this one, and uh, I like them. Yeah, and I'm not sure the Kirk Creasa injury matters. I mean, we've seen his ankle. It doesn't look great. Um, Dale and Terry can go play point guard, and, and that team doesn't miss a beat. He, he's going to make every right decision. I guess, James, is there any compelling reason to think that Illinois has made enough jump after losing to Arizona earlier in the year yeah. at home to to beat them on a on a neutral court now, you know, in, in mid-March? I think Curbelo's a wild card. Um, for Illinois and I, you know, they'll live and die by him and they, they can certainly die by him because <laughs> he can, he can make some really <laughs> bad decisions. Yeah. Um, but you know, if he's, if he's playing as well as he can be, maybe what was expected to be at that, that does make it an interesting game. I think Illinois, it was a really tight game in Champaign. Um, yeah, Illinois got 8379. Yeah. Arizona really turned him over. Illinois just, they didn't really have a ball handler at that point. Cabello wasn't playing at all. Um, so I, you know, Illinois was able to kind of stick around with the three-point shooting. Uh, Kofi didn't have a great game. Coloco really, uh, you know, kind of handled him. Uh, so I, yeah, I don't. I could. I think everybody's going to be on Arizona. Um, I think Arizona is the right pick. Uh, I'm going to stick with Old Faithful here, Illinois. But we'll move Arizona on. <laughs> I like it. We'll be rooting for the Illini for you in that one. Uh, Tennessee Villanova. I think Barnes' run ends here. Jay Wright is a proven track record in the tournament, and uh, I think uh, Villanova will take this one. Anybody want to object? No, and they have on that ESPN challenge right now. Less people have picked Villanova than Tennessee, which makes me even feel better about that Nova pick. Yeah. Well, and here, here here's where I'm going to make it weird, guys. I'm going to take Villanova over Arizona. Yeah, and that's and, why I brought up those percentages. So right now, 30% of those brackets have Arizona in the Final Four, and 9% have Villanova in the Final Four. Yeah, and and the path is quite simple. You know, this is two contrasting styles. It's it's a bunch of uh, it's a bunch of slower paced J Wright Villanova kids and a fast paced new kid on the block Arizona team. I know Arizona's been around forever, but this. This uh, this Villanova team is all seniors. This uh, Arizona team is freshmen and sophomores. Uh, I think that uh, Jay Wright's experience, Villanova's ability to dictate tempo and the way they're playing, and then you get a Colin Gillespie narrative on top of this. Uh, I, I'm going to take the Cats. The wild, well, I can't take the Wildcats. <laughs> I'm taking Villanova. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can be safe and take the Wildcats. Yeah, you no, I'm going wild. Wildcats. We're taking the Wildcats. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it just be, for the for the game theory of the of the lower percentage of people who are going to pick Nova. Uh, that that's where I would lean when we have kind of a chalky bracket in the South right now. Sounds good. Yeah, I like it. All right, Villanova to the Final Four. No one seeds in our Final Four so far. We got the Midwest to finish up, and then we'll come back and do this Final Four right. Kansas, they're going to roll over their playing game. Uh, the battle for Texas that's going on right now as we speak. San Diego State Creighton. This is a fun game. Uh, I'll give my two cents, uh, and I'll probably lean San Diego State uh, just because of their uh, defensive acumen. Uh, Creighton again, uh, kind of like Marquette, a little ahead of schedule. Um, they're not supposed to be this good this early. Uh, they're very young. Uh, I think they've had some good moments this year, but give me San Diego State in the defensive defensive yeah. chops. Nemhard injury too, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Nemhart is really a uh, really kind of, was kind of the backbone of that offense. Now um, Alexander's done an excellent job filling in for him, but y- y- it's made them that much thinner on the bench. So again, give me the Aztecs. Yeah, Matt Bradley completes me, so I'm, I'm San Diego State. <laughs> Biggest Matt Bradley mark on the planet. Yeah, oh, San Diego. He's coming back next year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Already announced. All right, here's an interesting one there, James. Iowa playing as good as anybody in the country right now. They're the five seed against the Richmond Spiders. Yeah, so the Richmond – I actually watched a Richmond-Davidson game the other day, and um, they look pretty good. They got some good players on that team. Um, I, I think just to kind of move things along here, I, Iowa right now is really playing as well as any team in the country, um, certainly offensively. And they've kind of figured some things out. Uh, they're better defensively, I think, than the Fran McCaffrey teams have been in the past, even when they've had really good offenses. And so um, I think that's the part that would probably surprise people a little bit. But, um, you know, I, I, I think the Hawkeyes right now uh, are rolling, so I'm, I'd pick them. I got Iowa too, Bird. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but I don't have Providence. This is the huge, like the trendy, you know, which I think there's more trendy 13 fours maybe this year than 12 fives. But this South Dakota State team can flat out get buckets. Like oh, they've yeah. got a lot of good options. Uh, Providence, one of the luckier teams in the nation. Um, this is this bracket's full of lucky teams, uh, evidently. Um, <laughs> gosh, I I like them too. I did. Providence is just they're not impressive. They're really not, and you know they're gonna. They they don't go out and they don't go out and push. The, they don't dictate the game in any way, shape, or form. They just kind of adapt to whoever they're playing. So they're gonna try to play with South Dakota State, which is fine because they have superior superior talent. But South Dakota State does this for a living. This is where they make their bread. Um, this is a team that is. Uh, Extremely fast tempo, uh, 59th in the nation. Uh, their uh, average possession length is 15th in the nation on offense. They're the 12th in offensive efficiency. They don't play much defense, but it's not like Providence is known for their offensive outbursts. You know, they have a couple people who can put the ball in the basket, but no one you can set a watch to get in 20 on a given night. Uh, I, 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 It is becoming the chalky, trendy upset pick, but I'm on South Dakota State, as I mentioned. James, do you have anything else here? I don't think so. I, I would pick South Dakota State just because I'd like to see the Iowa game in the next round <laughs> between yeah. those two teams. That over-under uh, might be like 180. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it would be crazy. So, yeah, South Dakota State. Well, that also keeps alive the chance of an SDSU versus SDSU. SDSU. Yes. All right, let's move down to the bottom half of this bracket now. Uh, LSU and Iowa State. LSU with an interim coach in place as Will Wade is no more. Iowa State, Bird, you could say they kind of overachieved this year? Fully overachieved. I think they had them finishing in the bottom of the Big 12 to start the year. Uh, they were fantastic. My my concern, obviously, is it's it's just Brockington and, and hope and pray, right? And I just I almost worry that LSU just has too many – they have just too much talent. I, I know we, we have an interim coach there. Um, I don't know much about him, but I, I as long as that team hasn't given up, um, I, I worry LSU's got too much athleticism. Fair. James, what do you think on this one? Um, yeah, to be honest, I don't know a ton about these teams. Um, maybe a little bit more about Iowa State. I haven't really watched a lot of LSU, but these are two teams that surprisingly maybe, or at least was to me, that they're they're both elite defensively. 
Um, yeah. LSU top five, um, you know, Iowa state top 10. Uh, so it's, that's going to be a, you know, a game that's probably going to be fairly close. They're going to grind it out. Um, I, I would tend to lean with bird, maybe, uh, go with LSU and maybe they've got something to prove, you know, and maybe they have an upgraded coach who knows <laughs> they might. Um, I, all right, we're putting LSU through, I'll be, this is one of those games where I'll be rooting for Iowa state, but I think the, in my heart of hearts, LSU is the pick. Uh, Wisconsin, Colgate, Bert, or James, back to you again. Wisconsin, uh, you know, they're, they're a three seed. They get the Colgate game. What are your thoughts here? Any chance of an upset or are you moving Wisconsin through? I think there's definitely a chance of an upset for sure. Um, you know, Wisconsin sort of falls in that Providence <laughs> um, lane of being kind of like one of the luckier teams in the nation. If, um, you know, if you look at Ken Palm's luck rating, but um you know, Wisconsin does have, I think, the real wild card there, Johnny Davis. He's coming off an injury, so, you know, unsure on how, what kind of shape he'll be in. But um, I think there's, uh, you know, Wisconsin will have too much there uh, for Colgate, so I, I would move them on. Yeah, and it's a home game, so that, that doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, that's yeah. I will say this about Colgate. At one point in the season, they were 4-10. and 10. Uh, They are now 23-11, and 11, so they're on quite a heater right now. So losing isn't something they've been used to. Um, hopefully, uh, when we're having some beers in Milwaukee, there's some Colgate faithful that we can they, sit with and enjoy they, that. They one. put a they put a C note up on Syracuse too, by the way. <laughs> well, it's Syracuse, but still, <laughs> they also did it against Army too. So, uh, anyways, all right, uh, next one on here: USC, Miami, Bird, Pac-12, uh, USC. Is that seven seed feel about right? Yeah, I think they had a decent start to the year and then kind of faded maybe a little bit. And and I think James mentioned it earlier, the Pac-12, outside of really Arizona and UCLA, I think there's kind of a big drop there. Um, Isaiah Mobley doesn't quite, you know, in, in he doesn't, he's not an alpha, I, I guess. You know, like he doesn't just take over games. I think he has the ability to, but he just doesn't seem to want to do it. And, and so it really ends up being as Drew Peterson uh, playing at a really high level is Boogie Ellis making shots, and, and that's that's kind of hit or miss. And I really kind of like that Miami's kind of trapping get out uh, with the guards and, and, and really try to force some ball pressure. I think this is going to be a really interesting game. I don't necessarily have a lean. Um, James, I guess maybe I'd like to hear your thoughts from a Miami perspective yeah. um, on, on how you feel here. Yeah, I, Miami's an interesting team and a fun team, I think. Uh, they're They're a team that could win some games. Uh, they, their guard play is incredible. Um, you know, they've got guys that, you know, McGusty and Wong that have been there for a little while. The veteran guys are proven scorers. They've, they've each sort of led the team in that way. Uh, Charlie Moore is a journeyman. You guys remember him from being in different places, <laughs> Kansas to Paul. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's that guy, you know? And so you got three of those guys that could really just get buckets whenever they want. Um, Anthony Walker, or excuse me, Jordan Miller, uh, it's been really, you know, kind of a small four, six, seven. Uh, then you got Wardenberg still there uh, in the middle at six ten. But I'll tell you that the problem with Miami, um, they're not really great defensively. They're gamblers, um, which can work out, but it can also bite them sometimes. But they're also incredibly thin. Uh, teams that really want to push pace like that, you know, tend to be deeper. This team is not that. <laughs> they're, it's pretty much those guys. And so, um, you know, how how's that going to translate to a tournament setting? I don't know. But I'll tell you that guard play alone. Uh, they they could win a couple games. All right. Uh, so your take, you're gonna take Miami or USC? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go Hurricanes. I'm gonna go Hurricanes too. 
I kind of like this. I, I, I kind of hope we get weird with the Hurricanes. Well, I don't think we're going to. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> so I don't we'll know. Take, you know. So Auburn obviously is going to move on. Yeah, but let's so go back up, back up to the top. Let's go back up to Kansas, San Diego State. I, I think Kansas is – we still haven't seen the best ball out of Kansas this year. Um, I think they started to show signs of that in the Big 12 tournament as they kind of cruise through that bracket. Um, Kansas here for me. Yeah, I'm not sure San Diego State can score enough. Yeah, agreed. With Bradley going off? <laughs> oh, Bradley will go nuts, but, but nobody else will. <laughs> all right, Iowa-South Dakota State. Uh, this is the game we all wanted. Lots and lots and lots and lots of points in this one. James? Uh, I think Iowa's just going to be too much here. Um, they've, they've got a lottery pick and, and at least one. <laughs> and Murray, the, the good Murray brother, but... Um, no, I, I think there'll be too much here. I agree. I, agree. I don't think there's any way they can match up with Murray. Yep. Same moving down LSU, Wisconsin. Uh, I, I don't like either of these teams, uh, but give me Wisconsin. Yep. Still home game there. Milwaukee. So yeah, I would lean Wisconsin as well. And Same. Miami, Auburn. Uh, I don't think Miami plays enough Do defense. It. I don't think Miami plays enough defense, and I, I'm going to take – I'll tell you what, the Auburn's guard play has been really erratic offensively lately, um, but I think Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler are just going to be too much for anybody, and if Katie Johnson and Wendell Green are making plays on the perimeter, Auburn's going to be a tough out for anybody, but I got Auburn. I just can't put Miami past them. I've seen them be too good for too long this season. Yeah, I think uh, Miami can make it interesting, especially if they're hitting shots. Um, sure. They could stay in it. But I, Kessler, especially Jabari Smith, who's a mismatch for everybody plays. But, uh, you know, he, he, who who's going to be guarding him? You know, it's going to be Jordan Miller at 6'7", uh, who's basically a guard. I, I just – they're going to get every rebound Auburn is. So I it, I would love – in fact, even in a, a, my personal bracket probably pick Miami – uh, with the upset there, but I think <laughs> Auburn's too much here. Bird. Yeah, Alabama beat Miami 96 to 64 back in late <laughs> November, and yeah. and Auburn's basically the better, the good version of what Alabama could For be. Sure. And, and so I think we'll we'll just put Auburn on and move on. Kansas and Iowa. Bird, I'm so, going to you first here. This will be a hell of a game. Um, yeah. Iowa's defense is better than I expected, you know, especially lately. Um, but I, I just I feel like that Remy Martin change of pace that comes in um, is is just a different dynamic that that we haven't seen this year. And we saw they they kind of ran away a little bit from Texas Tech, um, who's obviously significantly better defensively than Iowa. Um, Keegan Murray would would still get his, but I'm not necessarily as worried about those other ancillary pieces as much. Yeah, and sure. I, I just think Kansas has maybe too much firepower, too many different, too many different options that they can beat them with. Uh, I like yeah. it. James. I agree with bird. I think that's a game where you would probably want to try to really, what do you think bird really feature big Dave? In yes. There? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think that could be a difference maker for them. And I, Jalen Wilson, I think, you know, Brown, those guys are probably good enough defenders to, you know, maybe not totally contain Murray, but, you know, kind of keep him in check. Um, and then, you know, of course you've got, uh, Abaji and, and, you know, obviously all Americans. So, uh, I think that in the end, Kansas is going to be too much for him. Yeah. I mean, wow. I was going to have to, would have to put Bohannon on either Brown who's six, seven or, Agbaji, who's six six, 
right? Because Perkins is going to have to guard Harris or Remy. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's a problem. Yep. All right, down on the bottom side of this in Chicago, Wisconsin at Auburn. I wish this game wasn't in Chicago because you know Madison and Chicago is not that far of a drive. I do think Auburn is the superior talent, but I also think Wisconsin could muck this one up. Uh, I'm split here, so I'll defer to James first. Uh, you know, again, I think Auburn's just uh, – I think I sent you guys a stat earlier this week about Auburn and their combined five losses. I think they've – they lost by a total of points or something 21 like points. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, two of those games overtime, one double overtime. Um they're just better guys. They're, they're a great team. Um, I know that people are kind of down on them because they're not maybe playing that, maybe not peaking at the right moment. Um, but this Wisconsin team maybe won some games that they shouldn't have this year. They, they have a fantastic player, Johnny Davis, but who else do they have after that? Right. Um, right. So I, I think Auburn's just too much, uh, too much talent there. And, uh, you know, Wisconsin be close to home, but, um, you know, I, I don't think they're going to get it done. Sounds good. Uh, uh, Bird? Yep. I, you know, as a Kansas fan, I'd love to have some revenge against that Auburn team that beat the shit out of us you know, a few years ago. <laughs> well, a little different team, but we do have Kansas and Auburn in with the birth of the Final Four on the line. Uh, Chicago is actually a pretty good Jayhawk city as far as uh, fans that travel and fans in the Chicagoland area that are alums of Kansas. Um, but in a, in a game like this, who would you, first of all, we'd have to find a way to get to this game. Um, (laughs) but, uh, who do you like bird between Kansas and Auburn? Yeah, I think you hit it on the head that this is not the same style of Auburn team, um, that beat the pants off of Kansas a while ago. That team shot a bunch of threes at a really high level, which is a great recipe for beating Kansas. Um, this makeup is a lot different. Um, I think, Kessler and McCormick, obviously Kessler is a way better player, but I think McCormick will do fine against him. I don't think it'll be as big of a deal. Um, I think we can throw some bodies towards Jabari Smith, and and I think we can cause some turnovers by the front court. I I, I just think Kansas has too many weapons, and we don't have a one seed in our final four yet, and this would be (laughs) a good spot to get one in. I don't disagree. Uh, James, do you have any disagreements? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. It'd be a great game, I think, but um, You'd also yeah, get it. I, yeah, it really would be. But I, yeah, I agree. I think Kansas uh, is maybe just more more ready, more poised to get it done. Makes, makes sense. All right, final four time, guys. Texas Tech and Kentucky. That's our first matchup. A really interesting game here. A lot of defense. Uh, I, I got Kentucky though. I think that this is a. This is a team that just has a little more firepower on the offensive end and uh, a real difference maker down low. So give me uh, Kentucky. I, I would agree. I, I kind of lean the same thing. I would lean Kentucky. I just think they have too many weapons and they really haven't hit their ceiling yet this year. Yeah, I, I would agree too. Um, yeah. Okay. I think, like you said earlier, Wheeler, Washington, you know, I think it, it, They'll be too much. Sure. Let, let's uh, reverse skate this then. And uh, James, you start us off with Villanova, Kansas on the other side. Oh, boy. Um, I, I'm i a big believer in Kansas this year, I think. They've got – they're a balanced team. Um, you know, Bird has seen a lot more of them than, than I have, obviously. But um, 
just what I've seen, they just they have a lot of different ways to beat you. Um, again, getting Remy back uh, and going kind of the right time here is a major piece, uh, much different look. And, uh, you know, keep his turnovers down, get his, keep his assists high. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like Kansas here. So I kind of like the Colin Gillespie narrative here of, uh, you know, coming back after the injury last year, uh, leading the team. We know Jay Wright is a guy who has had significant success yeah. in the tournaments. Um, they are a little bit of a wonky team in terms of how they beat you. Um, they'll just jump stop and fundamental you to death, but <laughs> bounce past. They've, they've got great players that can do that. And so I, I also kind of want to put the pressure on Joe here to make a huge pick yes. tiebreaker to see who moves on. Well, that stinks. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, that's okay. I'll, I'll take the pressure and, uh, I'm going to go with the Jayhawks and, the reason being is the depth. Uh, I, I just think Villanova is too thin, especially up front. You saw what happened down low when when Dixon was out in the Big East tournament. I mean, they were playing people that we never even heard of or seen this year in at the five trying to get some size. Um, it, it, I think uh, Kansas just has, even if it's March Lightfoot, which is, I love that nickname, uh, you know, <laughs> between him and Yosefu and Remy all coming off the bench, uh, Coleman lands, people who can knock out and have stepped up at different times of the year. I think Kansas has the ability to keep bringing fresh bodies into this game. And, uh, I, I lean the Jayhawks, uh, again, I, yeah, that, that, that's where I'm going. That's exciting. This would be an yes. awesome game. So obviously Kentucky beat the pants off of Kansas and Allen Fieldhouse <laughs> game. I had tickets to fortunately didn't go. Um, so, so there, there'd be some great narrative here. Um, I think Kansas and Kentucky are one and two in terms of NCA wins in the history of, of, of college basketball. And so the top, you know, two most winning schools in, in college basketball playing each other would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, well, good welcome back to fans in the stands having a final four in a championship game like this. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm going to start this one and then I'm going to go to James and bird. If there's a tiebreaker, you got to do it. Um, but I'm going to take Kentucky. I'm going to, I'm going to say, uh, Shibway, who Kansas isn't a stranger to from his days at West Virginia. Uh, still this version of him is way better than the one at West Virginia. Um, I, I think Ty Ty Washington brings a ton of electricity um, that it's just a different speed. We talk about Remy coming in and being a change of pace guy, but Ty Ty is there the whole game and he can impact the game with just his speed in, in a different fashion than than players just can't do that. Uh, Severe Wheeler is steady. Um, he, he's a good, solid point guard. And then you got. X factors like Kellen Grady, who can go off and, you know, break someone's back on a given night. And in these big moment games, it's always someone like that, that uh, can step up and do that. So give me, give me the, the Kentucky Wildcats here, because, you know, I've been having problems with my Wildcats uh, over the Kansas Jayhawks for the national championship. James. Yeah, I'm going to go Kansas here because um, I'm just not sure that that, Kentucky is playing good. Maybe they will be playing better. Um, but, you know, Keon Brooks had 27 points in that first game, uh, went 9 to 10 from the free throw line. Uh, that was one of the best games that he had all season. Um, you know, is that going to happen again? Is he going to take 15 shots again? 
I, I don't know. Um, sometimes when you have a guy like that that can jump up and get you, but uh, I, I just think Kansas is sort of, you know, if they, honestly, if they make it to this point, um, they're playing really, really good basketball. And I, I just, I, I think that, um, I think I would go Kansas here. That's just in my heart of hearts. And I really just, I just really want to hear Bird uh, make a decision here. <laughs> All right, Birdie. Yeah, I guess this is what I get for making Joe make a decision. Um, when you hear self-talk about this team and talk about Agbaji and, and the growth of him from a redshirt freshman to now, um, you know, he, he almost talks of like a, you know, a, a team of destiny a little bit. And, and with Martin, uh, really, you know, preseason player of the year to a guy that was 3,400 on DraftKings last week to, to back like the David McCormick, the struggles that he's had. And, and it, like it, this would be as, as a straight Homer play here, you know, you, you took the best Kansas team that we've had in forever. And, and COVID took that team away. The team was going to win a national championship, got robbed by COVID from that. Um, and, and so maybe as we get out of the pandemic uh, and, and back to a little bit more reality, uh, maybe this is, it's just a fitting way to to kind of to put a bow on it, as Joe would say. Yeah. And give and give Ku a, a strap. I like it. I really wanted to play some like violins when you started waxing poetic about this Jayhawk team and the destiny. I just I heard the soundtrack to Jurassic Park playing in my head while you were uh, <laughs> fawning there. Uh, but no, I I love it. I love it. I think the final four is great. I think that it's a live bracket. Not it's a little chalky. It, you know, if you look at the Sweet 16s and the Elite Eights, there's not a lot. Of, there's no double digit seed making a, a dramatic run. But that's that's smart in many ways too because we know when it gets to the elite eight it's typically the the cream of the crop at that point so i like this bracket i love no one's gonna have a, a final four that doesn't have arizona or gonzaga, in gonzaga. i can tell you that much um and then if you can hit this national title ship, title game uh you got yourself uh something cooking even if arizona and gonzaga do make it right um so i love the bracket guys i really do i appreciate it um Disclaimer, though, like Bird said at the top of the show, we are due for a stinker. We've been really good at these the last couple of years. So um, hopefully this one keeps the heat, right? Yeah, and James, it's been uh, – this is great. We, we've, we've missed you on the pods. Uh, uh, we, we try to bring you up as, as much as we can. I know the Bucketheads miss you. Um, so it's great. It's great having you back. Yeah, Love hearing your guys. voice. Hey, yeah, hey James, do you, remember, do, you remember, uh, do you remember how to take us out? Uh, oh gosh. Uh, let me see here. Uh, let's see. Which one's the underscore? Which one's the, okay. I think I got it. I think I got it. Uh, at CBB underscore DFS on Twitter. Yep. Come out and give us a follow. We're going to be posting stuff guys from Milwaukee. Yeah. And yeah. if you bucket heads are in Milwaukee, come out and see us. You know, we might be at a local bar. We might be at the game. We might be at the bus stop. We don't know. It could get weird. We don't know. <laughs> Come out and hang out with us. Um, or you could go to www.cbb-dfs.com. Nice. And, nice. And you can read our write-ups. Um, we will be tweeting out prize picks uh, instead of including them in the articles, uh, as we have been all season. Uh, that's just so we can get more into a day. So we could get one at breakfast out to you. And then we can get one uh, at maybe after a few cocktails and get weird. Liquid lunch, right? That's right. Um, but we appreciate 
uh, all the support uh, this year. These guys do, and I, I'm the supporter this time. Uh, but but uh, yeah, it's been great to be on. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Honestly, James, sounds like you never left. Birdie, let's take this thing home. Love you guys. Yeah, love you, Bucketheads. Go ahead and win all that bracket money.